Welcome to Kids and Their Dog, the rootin' and tootin'est mystery-solving show this side of the Mississippi. Gracious I'm me. your Hanna-Barbera talking animal Cassidy, and my pronouns are she, her. I'm Lava. They, them. <laughs> <laughs> and this month we're joined by some special guests. Please introduce yourself as you would like to be introduced. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I, <laughs> the... <laughs> The the giggle encrypted right now is uh is Locke. Um I'm cool with whatever right now. <laughs> they them too. And I am Janine Juliet, you're talking Pikachu in a detective cap. Ah I see. I see what's happened now. <laughs> uh listen to the Dunsparce episode of my favorite Pokemon. <laughs> hello yeah so how about that movie (laughs) uh well before we get to that Mm -hmm. y'all haven't been on the show in a while oh yeah no we haven't that's right it's been all the way since uh 2018 wow that was 20 years ago it's been over a year now we went back from the other spooky yeah 2018 was 20 years ago Gosh. Gosh, I already got my first gray hair. Y'all had an entirely different podcast then. We oh, did. Sh- yeah, we did. And we tried to make it work, but we couldn't. So we made a better one. Yeah. And from the ashes rises a glorious... Uh, oh, I guess. It, it's so legit. I did. See, I, I ended up seeing like a mime junior coming out from the ashes holding a love ball. Oh. Okay, it's so a glorious... Baby. Mime Junior. Okay. <laughs> Glorious a baby. baby. Is that is that our mascot now? No. He baby. Oh. He baby. Oh. That's so cute. We're getting all we're already alike. So so I guess this is our energy towards this movie. <laughs> our energy towards this movie is towards Pokemon instead. <laughs> let's talk about Pokemon instead. Well, before we talk about Pokemon instead, yes. let's talk about some good Scooby Doo stuff. Yes, we yes. have the we have the Scooby trailer, or is it called Scoob? It's just Scoob. Scoob. Like Zoink Scoob. Yeah. So like originally it was called Scooby, and it was like an acronym, and now Scoob with an exclamation point. Which didn't I, they get I, like the memo on the superstition about using punctuation in the title of a movie? Wait, really? There's the superstition? Yeah, that's why Who's Frame Roger Rabbit does not have a question mark. Yes, I Wait. remember that. Wait, I want to know this. Please educate me. You use it, and it tanks. Yep. Really? Yep. yep. That's the superstition. It... <laughs> well. If you use punctuation in a movie title, your movie oh. is going to tank. I just got really upset because I looked at the voice cast listing. Oh. Well, I guess I guess, I guess we you see have to tell now. us now. <laughs> well, it's just like I'm, I've gotten used to sort of everyone else, but then I just saw Mark Wahlberg as the Blue Falcon, and I was like, oh. I've never liked a movie with oh. Mark Wahlberg in it. Wow, this is, is not a good sign. Is he gonna like? Is so? Is Blue Falcon gonna commit a hate crime against an Asian person? Oh no! Because I'm gonna remind people that that happened every time. Hmm. Mm. I mean, Ken Jeong is playing Dino Mutt, so... Hmm. Oh, no. 
Well, how about okay, that punctuation? <laughs> the trailer was good, though, so let's talk about the trailer instead. The trailer came out since the last time we recorded, and it seems pretty good. Mm-hmm. Has everyone here watched it, or should I post it in our chat? Well, I have watched it. I have watched it. I have opinions. I have things I like. I have things I don't like. I have things that I have concerns about. I have not watched it, but I trust you. I'll, <laughs> I'll post it because I need to refresh myself anyways. Oh, okay, cool. Usually so once, let's just all watch it real quick. Yeah, I sure, think sure, sure. usually with things like this, I'm cautiously optimistic right now. I'm cautiously cautious. All right, I'm, I'm of the opinion that I think it's going to look cute and it, possibly, hopefully be cute. Let me watch it real quick. I'm watching it right now. My concern comes to, with how much of it's going to take place in the flashback. Mm, yeah, that's always an... Ooh. Because it Ooh. could be a very solid flashback and actual movie. But sometimes that falls flat. Yeah, like, because a good chunk of this trailer it takes place with a pup named Scooby-Doo, essentially. Oh, really? I say, like, because it's just a puppy Scoob. I wonder if this is, oh gosh, what was that uh, dog movie that they literally just basically aired the movie in the trailer? Like oh, the dog's entire purpose? that that movie, that entire movie was condensed into a trailer, and it and is like, oh, I guess I don't need to see the movie now because I just know everything about it. The only reason I don't think that's the case right now is because you don't actually see Dick Dastardly, Captain Caveman, or the Blue Falcon in it. That's a good point. But um, I guess my other concern is the puppy sections. That the might what? be the where he's a the flashback. Yeah. Is the flashback all just whatever's in the trailer? So we don't get enough flashback, and like we've already seen it. Uh, yeah. I'd, I'd be okay with that because I think I like the writing of when they're uh, adult uh, teens. They're teens. Uh, more adult. <laughs> when it's not the know. flashback, the, I think the writing seems a little bit better. I like the jokes that happen then more I than I too. like. The jokes when they're a kid in the trailer. I just I like, love the IKEA jokes. So the much. IKEA jokes pretty good. I Scooby Doo doing the movie trailer voice also pretty good. Daphne's last line in the trailer very good. I just I think it's going to be very cute. I'm yeah. hoping I'm... that's the best that I can describe it. Yeah, I just watched it. It will. It's cute, but. I have concerns. What's your concerns? Well, Tell tough. me about your concerns. Well, um, adult Velma only has one line, and I just have this um, disconnect for it because she sounds so much uh, a, like an aunt that I have right now in the real world yeah. who is um, much older and cannot look like that Velma so I'll just like have this it's a weird disconnect where it's just like that's you know that that's an older yeah. person's voice behind the microphone for that character but you know uh, when I was a 35 year old Gina Rodriguez 
Yeah, well, when I was a kid, I, I still watched Luke Perry play a teenager, so... Anything's possible. We live in a world where Cole Sprouse pay, plays a high schooler. That's true. That's why he wears that stupid crown. <laughs> He's weird. Uh, I, I think the problem with this trailer is we don't get enough of anyone else. It's just Scooby-Doo and Shaggy. Mm-hmm. Um, cause like, I don't get to hear the other people's voices enough to understand if I like, okay with it. Like as is Zach Efron seems like he's a fr- fine Fred Jones, but I don't have much to base that on. Will Forte's Shaggy is all right. It's better than the Shaggy they had in Shaggy and Scooby-Doo get a clue. It's not as good as Matthew Lillard. <laughs> it's pretty well. It's pretty much an impersonation, and that's the, of somebody playing a character. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's the worst part. I think is that it's I feel, an impersonation. Yeah, I feel like if the characters were done like a little bit differently, so that the the um, actors were able to kind of make it their own thing, rather than just be so closely to um, you know established characters and i think that was like that's like one of the biggest things about voice acting you can do impersonations cool that actually doesn't really get you that far in voice acting itself you have to look at a character and see and wonder what they sound like as well as like going off of like what the voice director wants doing an impersonation cool Hmm. (laughs) yeah i mean i'm gonna give them some like wiggle room now because like yeah no i i we, we don't you. know if they were gonna actually gonna have that wiggle room to change the character a bit or not no i think i think right now we can only just judge with what we got and right now it surprisingly with even though we i there's so much happening there is so much happening that we can't we don't actually know much yeah we just know scooby and shaggy and maybe some other people are in it Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to say the best part of this film's history so far is that Dax Shepard was removed from the project. <laughs> Who's that? I need, I need context. Uh, let's see. I'll just I'll list some other films that Dax Shepard has made. Okay. Um, Idiocracy. Mm. Employee of the month. Huh. Without a paddle. Uh. Uh, so i think that i think that says enough i know none of these movies (laughs) they're i mean typical kind of raunchy comedies oh um and instead we got a uh kelly freeman craig who hasn't actually done much that's not a bad thing yeah um let's see I think the I think my one biggest concern after watching this trailer is now I am worried that there is too much crammed into one film. Yeah, that's why I'm saying I'm worried about how much of it's going to be the flashback because if it's just like a couple of scenes at the beginning then that's doable. But yeah. if it's like half the movie is them as kids, and then also they have this alien plot involving Dick Dastardly and whatever, that's two movies. You've made two <laughs> movies. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that that's pretty... I think it would have been a little bit better if they just focused on one concept. 
because it came off as like when they first met, but then we're seeing them as adults being like taken by like a spaceship and everything. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, all I all I'm seeing now, my final thought, my final thought. Mm-hmm. I really hope they have red herring. <laughs> oh yeah, we haven't gotten any casting announcements for red herring. Hmm. That would, would be you, hilarious. Who would you dream cast an adult red herring? Um, adult red herring or yes. kid red herring? Uh, adult red ha- red herring. Um, I just want red herring to be in like one very brief moment <laughs> when they're in the flashback, and then he's never mentioned again, and then suddenly he shows up as an adult. That'd be hilarious. That's a favorite trope right there. I. I'm just thinking about the Johnny Bravo episode, so I'm going to say Richard Simmons. Hmm. I mean, I wouldn't say no to that. Although a Rip Taylor would also be good. Speaking of Rip Taylor, (laughs) he was in this film we watched. He sure was. Also, we watched a film. Also, Rip Taylor died last month. Oh. What? Yeah, October 6th. How did I not know that? I feel like I remember hearing someone say something about it, and it just sort of, like, passed me by. Hmm. Oh, alright. That's, like, extra bad for this film, huh? Yeah. So let's talk about it. (laughs) Uh, well, first we got some questions that are related. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um... So we have listener questions here. We have from Asimov underscore fangirl. That is both their display name and their at. Hola. Their first question is, what other monsters, legends, or cryptids should the Scooby gang investigate? I would love if they traveled to the Yucatan and met the Alex. Hmm. And they also linked to the Alex, which is, I will post it in the chat. It's the name given to a type of sprite or spirit in the mythological tradition of certain Maya peoples from the Yucatan Peninsula and Guatemala. Conceived of as being small, only about knee-high, and in appearance resembling miniature, traditionally dressed Maya people. Hmm. Hmm. Is, looking at this description, they're generally invisible, but assume physical form or for purposes of communicating and frightening humans. It's reminding me of the hidden people. And it's kind of reminding me of uh, Dwegons. Hmm. Hmm. I'm into it. Um, Especially because when I think of the hidden people, which is like the Icelandic version of what I must, like from what I can tell of this mythological beings... The hidden people are in a game called Puzzle Agent, and like that's got a very fun story that could be like a weird Scooby Doo thing. <laughs> so I feel like that would fit. Um, as far as other monsters, legends, and cryptids, I think we covered a lot of that when we talked about the Loch Ness monster. Mm-hmm. I think that was another question we answered. Janine and Locke, do you have any other fun answers? El Charro Negro, <laughs> that one. <laughs> That would have been really cool if they would have had that monster instead in this movie. <laughs> Could you 
Explain. Uh, the reason is because this guy is pretty great. He's pretty much a guy, uh, he's supposed to be, like, a gentleman dude who has a thin layer of skin. He looks like a guy when you first look at him, but as you kind of, like, as you kind of get a closer look at him, you start to notice that the skin is so thin that you actually start to see his skull. Uh, actually... Are you guys how 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 squeamish do you get about uh, creepy crawly bugs? Not very. I'm usually fine when it comes to creepy crawly bugs. Okay, but we'll so- put a content warning here. Okay, you so might want to lower the volume if you're not okay with creepy crawly bugs for like the next couple minutes. Yeah, so like maggots, <laughs> oh, maggot. Maggots right out of the right out of the mouth and sockets and fire fire out of the eyes. What this guy does is that he rides a huge black horse and he comes to you at night and the one interesting thing that I like about this guy is that he's actually very polite to you. He's actually very well spoken and very friendly. And he tries to offer you some money or ride. Hey, you look tired. Just get let's get on my horse. Let's go ahead and take you home. It's like, or hey, do you do you need a little bit of extra cash to kind of help you out along the way? That's okay. Here, I got some extra ones. He's like that. And the moment that you take his offer, he grabs you and then he rides you off into into hell. And he creepy Uber driver. Yeah, and he actually really likes girls. He really likes girls and tries to woo them a lot and and tries to steal them away. <laughs> and he becomes extra gentlemanly towards them. But pretty much the best way to go against him is literally to decline his offer and you have to stand your ground about it. Huh. That's the most that I know about the legend, and I'm very sure that there's more, but he's pretty much like a ghost monster type. Hmm. And I love him. (laughs) And uh, my choice would be um, the unicorn, or what some people would know as the British Bigfoot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Or as I would like to think about it right now. The Galarian Ponytail. <laughs> it's British Bigfoot. The Galarian Bigfoot. Because everything's apparently just a Bigfoot. I, God. The vampire of, of, of Australia, that's a Bigfoot. God. We only have one character model, apparently, for monsters, and it's just Bigfoot. It's Bigfoots all the way down. Asimov underscore fangirl also asks, any favorite Mexican dishes or desserts? Tres leches. It's so good. Yes. You can't go wrong with that. But there's also pumpkin paste filled empanadas are my favorite desserts of all time. Cannot go wrong. Cannot go wrong. That's how you win my heart. (laughs) Um, let's see, for me, uh, I think my favorite, um, 
there's this place that we live right nearby that does huevos rancheros really well uh, with the ranchero sauce with just that little bit of pica. That is like my jam. And um, I don't think anything else compares to that. And um, I'll probably have to apologize to uh, my abuela if she ever hears this, but that's kind of the truth for me. <laughs> Jeez, my favorite Mexican dish is literally the the dish that my abuelita makes, which is which is a uh, shredded chicken with um with crispy corn tortillas, and she has like a tomatillo a tomatillo like sauce on it with some shredded uh with some shredded cheese. Is it Oaxaca cheese? I think so, yeah. And it's just one of my favorites. But if if not that, then you can't really go wrong with being fichilados for me. And that's usually like that's always my test dish if I'm visiting a new Mexican place. I like how your accent completely dropped and just went into your southern accent as soon as you said beef enchiladas. <laughs> beef enchiladas. Because <laughs> I'm still, I was still born and raised in we're, Texas. We're, I'm sorry. Locke and I are both. Um, you know, Mexican-American, but we are born in Texas, so we kind of, like, have, like, a little bit of both of those in our accent sometime. Yeah, and the th- I mean, like, you can't blame me. My mom, like, my mom made dang well sure that I knew made English. Made dang well yes, sure. Yes, I'm gonna tickle you. This is, I'm gonna tickle you. <laughs> now, what about you, Cassidy? I'm so mad at you. Uh, so I know I have an actual answer to this, but I can't think of anything other than garbage Americanized Tex-Mex. <laughs> <laughs> so I, like, I've definitely had good Mexican food. Like, it's not like we took the idea of this concept and made it too much. What's so, the? I have a question. Well, you know, uh huh. I have a question. What's your question? Um. How do you like your red five beans? <laughs> wow, it really is them. coming out, isn't yes, it? <laughs> it really is. <laughs> red five beans. Your refried beans. Red five beans. How do you like them? Uh, as in, like, do I like them? Which is to say, a lot. Or <laughs> okay. is there a specific way that you would like me to have them served? Um. Well, there's uh, you make them uh, jarro style. Mm-hmm. There is uh, what else is there? Boracho. Boracho. Mm-hmm. Then there's um Then there's the bad kind. That's the watery kind. <laughs> you don't want uh, that kind. Okay. And but sometimes you just gotta go down to the Taco Bell. I swear to god, you better not and get your Fantastic to meet you. Bla- Baja blasted. <laughs> <laughs> Do not play Taco Bell in the same conversation as this. I'm so mad at you. You always do this. <laughs> Authentic. No, it's not! <laughs> so we I mean, have a like, lot of opinions. <laughs> overall, like, I feel like it's the most basic answer I could say, and it's probably not even the right answer, like, to myself. But I like when food has varieties in the way that it's served. I like pizza oh, yeah. and burgers for the exact reason of there are so many different ways you could have a burger or a pizza, as far as, like, toppings and all of that stuff is concerned. I guess that's the same way as that you can have so many different ways of having a taco. Exactly. That was what my answer was going to be. Because, like, you can change up the protein that's in it, all those other ways that it's prepared. It's it's good. It's a good slate to make into anything. Yeah, I agree. Okay, but 
here's here's the deciding factor. I think a good oh, question no. for everybody. Mm. Corn or flour? Tortilla. Oh, so for me, it depends on the protein. Um, there are like traditionally, I just do flour because it's it tastes like it. I've had a lot of bad corn tortillas. <laughs> um, so I tend to just stick to flour. But like, if I'm getting something like shrimp or a lighter protein, I'll go for the corn. That makes sense, like chicken or shrimp. Personally, I really love going for the flour all the time, and uh, Block here is much more interested in corn. I'm just really picky with my flour. <laughs> Lava? I will I, I will eat both. Yeah, okay. I'm perfectly yeah, yeah. happy to eat both. Uh, especially <laughs> like when I'm in a self-serve situation where I have either option. Let me have both. I will go for either option if I have to. Uh, or if I will be perfectly fine with either option. The only reason I go for corn is that it's in a rigid uh, situation and I don't have to worry too much about it falling apart because I can't fold flour. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, even with... I tend to go flour, like, on the day-to-day because, like, if I get, like, a soft corn tortilla, like, I have to have that hot. It has to be hot or else Ooh. I don't like the taste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that I agree with that. You have to have a and corn tortilla nice and warm. I think that goes with any tortilla. If I just grab like a flour tortilla, I'm okay with eating that one room temperature or a little bit warmer than room temperature. I see, I see. But with corn tortilla, you have to have it warm. Yeah. It's one of those foods that once it's room temperature, it's like sweet potato fries. <laughs> once they're room temperature, <laughs> why are you eating them? like any kind of fries Mm. oh yeah Um, alright we also have some questions here from display name PKMN orange heart cute trainer charlie at magical underscore pride hey do you think the gang will ever go somewhere nice without having to worry about mysteries to solve for once or will they never be able to relax? No, never. Well, Scooby and Shaggy was were once able to do like um, a summer job, apparently being PE teachers to um, an all girls, an all ghouls boarding school. So <laughs> it's possible, <laughs> but you know, I think trouble kind of is going to find them either way. I mean, and it's canonical that. Daphne and Fred sort of did like a touring reporter situation. Yeah. With nothing happening. Yeah, just like mundane stuff. That is what started her wanting to like get I want the real stuff and everything. (laughs) Yeah. It's there's evidence that would imply either has happened already. Alright, and Tanner Vogel sang, but replaced the A with a Christmas tree and the O with a snowman. <laughs> at, or at Sparky Upstart on Twitter asks, what kind of date would you take El Chupacabra on? Well, what do you think, honey? I think I would um, give uh, El Chupacabra the um, San Antonio date special. Where we would uh, go down up on the Riverwalk, have some cheap margaritas, uh, fish tacos, 
then we will go um, just right around the area just walking down to uh, El Mercado so we can be able to buy some nice souvenir stuff oh and God. finish the night over at Chacho's so we can be able to uh, feast upon the King Kong nachos and watch a fight, a fight in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best way to end the night. <laughs> Beautiful. I, I can't say anything to one-up that. No, same. <laughs> Perfect date. I would say mini golf. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Take it off of pizza while we're at it. <laughs> the energy in this podcast. <laughs> Uh, they also ask if El Santo had his own talking dog, what would their cartoon be called? Hmm. Huh. Hon, you are much better at this than I am. It can't be called Russell Madness. No. Or Russell Mania, which would have been the better name for that, but they weren't allowed for whatever reason. Um... Sorry, I just got confused because I looked over at Twitter and I saw that trending in the United States hashtag release the Snyder Cut. It's 2019, people! What are you tweeting about? God, I don't know. It's... People just want to see the Snyder Cut of, um, you know, the 2001 Scooby-Doo film. They say it gets dark. Anyways, the answer dogs would have been like uh, Lucha Libre Adventures, mm. and it would it would feature. It's a shame that the title Mucha Lucha has already been taken. Honestly, yeah, that's that would have been perfect. And using Lucha Libre in order to solve mysteries would have been like a great concept, but. All right. Uh... Uh... We're they gonna, also we're ask, gonna have to. We we are gonna have to. <laughs> gonna have to. Well, I was gonna start off with something, but then I wasn't. Ex- I wasn't expecting for somebody to agree with me so soon <laughs> yes. before I finished my sentence. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say we're gonna have to really um, come down hard on uh, Jorge uh, <laughs> Rodriguez for taking that. Was it Rodriguez or Gutierrez? I keep on forgetting his last name. We just know him as Tio Jorge. It's Gutierrez, I believe. Because um, any uh, particular prolific uh, Mexican creator, we know them as Tio or Tia, um, despite the fact that they are not officially family. No, it's Gutierrez. Yeah. Okay. Jorge or Gutierrez. Yes. Creator of Mucha Lucha. Mm. Yeah. And El Tigre. Ah. Yeah. And Book of Life. Oh. That's right. A good portfolio. He's great. I like him. Um, do you vibe with poinsettias? Oh man. Yeah. You, you have no idea how hard I was vibing with poinsettias just the other day. 
<laughs> we were walking in a Walmart and they were just everywhere for the Christmas season. And like, it just took so much for me just not to take one. But like, they're not good for animals because I guess animals like to eat them and then they like to die afterwards. So I, mean, I don't know if they, I don't know if they like to die. I just think it's kind of like a. Surely, yeah. if they keep doing it, it yeah, must be... it must be fun. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, they're fine. I <laughs> I feel like blanket. My blanket answer with any flower is going to be they're fine. I don't feel strongly about flowers often. I see them a lot at work because it's that time of year. Lava, is it mm-hmm. time to cancel poinsettias? Uh, sure. Okay. You heard it here first, folks. Poinsettias are canceled. No, though. Sorry. More for you. <laughs> only when, only when they turn red. Alright, and that's all of our questions. <laughs> Alright, time to talk about Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, let's at least address the elephant in the room, which is to say an entire feature-length film <sighs> called Scooby-Doo and the Monster of Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Go ahead. It was released on September 30th, 2003. And is the spiritual sequel to uh, Legend of the Vampire, which we watched before we did a quick Halloween break for the Goblin King. Um, And much like its predecessor, it's the last film to reunite the original cast of the gang, with the exception of um, the voice of Scooby-Doo. Don Messick has been replaced by Fred at this point um it was directed by scott geralds produced by scott geralds and margaret m dean written by douglas wood featuring the voice acting talents of frank wilker as scooby-doo fred jones and the chupacabra casey Kasem as shaggy rogers heather north as daphne blake nicole Yaffe as Vilma dinkley eddie santiago as alejo otero jesse borrego as luis otero candy M- I don't know if she wants it pronounced Milo or Milo. Milo? Pick one of those. Milo. As Charlene and the Museum Guide. Rita Moreno as Doña Dolores. Maria Canals as Sofia Otero and an old woman. <laughs> Brandon Gonzalez as Jorge Otero. Rip Taylor as Mr. Smiley and the ghost of Señor Otero. Castulo Guerrera as... Senor Fuente, Benito Martinez as El Curandero. Um, first things first, Mexican Bigfoot, huh? <laughs> so it was. So they had one job. They yeah. had one job. <laughs> the um, El Chupacabra has many different kind of. Um descriptions on how it is but it's generally um all agreed upon that it is larger than no no larger than three feet tall it is dog size it is a goat sucker because it cannot really attack anything larger than a goat 
It's also hairless. <laughs> it is hairless. It has four fangs instead of the your common Dracula's set of two fangs for sucking blood. It's also mm. got spines. It also has spines. Large, large eyes. I think the eyes are probably the only thing that they got right, which we'll see in the credits a lot. Um, <laughs> it... Um, in coloration, people have been said that it is uh, very white to gray, uh, making a lot of visual comparisons to the uh, gray aliens that are known um, today. But uh, generally, the things that definitely set it apart is that um, these the, the chupacabras said to go between uh, standing on two legs and walking on all fours. And... Um, generally is like seen more as uh, a nuisance than it would be um a creature to be feared i mean it'll scare little children because children are about about goat size i'd We're say tiny yeah they're goat sized i was literally told that i had to go to sleep or i had to be good on my grades otherwise i am i am small enough to be taken by the chupacabra <laughs> so <laughs> so if you told somebody like for real no lie, El Chupacabra's coming around. What they would do is grab the heaviest thing that they can be able to hit it with and stand on top of a chair. <laughs> or a table. They are already. They're gonna get it. It's on site. <laughs> as the kids say. Oh god. But yeah, so they had one job and they got it really... They Well, they should just be... No, they had multiple the jobs. Day. They had an entire country to kind of represent and they kind of like... First thing they did was set the words Mexican Bigfoot. And like they double down super hard on the like, hey, look at this thing of Mexican culture. We're going to spotlight it for a second because we need to kill time. Oh, you mean that montage? It's more than that. It's it's oh, it's like throughout the whole film. Um, Oh, it's like they took the ideas that were bad about Legend of the Vampire, and we're like, let's make that the whole movie. Yeah. Hmm. Legend of the Vampire was, let's co-opt some Australian culture, especially indigenous culture of Australia, uh, misrepresent the monster that we're talking about as something that's similar enough, but for a more broader audience, but is definitely incorrect. Um, and then focus on that for most of the film after we do some Australian generic hijinks at the beginning um this it's like all bad yeah legend of the vampire at least had a thing that was happening that wasn't related to misrepresenting everything meanwhile monster of mexico was just misrepresenting everything i am gonna have to defend the first part of this movie for because Mexico and in San Antonio, I'm just basing this off of my own hometown, we mm-hmm. do mm-hmm. specifically have spots and markets that are full of colorful with sombreros and ponchos and jewelry because we know that's going to sell. Right. <laughs> there yeah, are it's, spo- there it's are what spots the gringos that- want. It's what they want. It's what they are there for. 
we'll get money out of it. There are, there are, leg- I have to agree though with the very first part, there are, that's why I'm kind of laughing that they only, that the creators only probably saw the tourist attractions part of Mexico. And that's literally <laughs> yeah. what it looks like. It looks exactly like that. Oh, anything. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. oh dear. I've seen enough media to know like, yeah, tourism is a thing. And like that part I'm fine with. It's like, yeah, they're being tourist because they're white people in a foreign country. Yeah. That's yeah, what exactly. That's what we as a culture do is be tourists in other places and most of the time are annoying about it. Yeah. So the all that is that all that is real specifically for tourism mm-hmm. only. <laughs> but then it got a little then it got a little weird when it came to the Aztec stuff. Yeah. But we'll get we'll get to that. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe uh, do we let's, really want let's to Let's start let's making our how, way there. Let's see how far we go. Yeah. Well, can we make I mean, it? Can, no, I obviously walked out in the ending. <laughs> I don't know if I can. <laughs> so we open in a plaza in Veracruz. Um we learned it's Veracruz later, but I'm just gonna say it's Veracruz now to save us the trouble of saying a town you know or could imagine. Uh, there are some people playing music, and there's a dog dancing. And the dog, whose name is Chiquita. Chiquita! Cutie. A very common name for Chihuahuas. Yes, I, uh, it's my abuela's Chihuahua name. <laughs> uh, they, the dog sees a spooky shadow and chases it. And the little boy, who is the dog's owner, Jorge... Uh, follows until they encounter a spooky Bigfoot. Uh, and then Jorge's father takes the boy and dog back to the plaza and tells everyone about the spooky Bigfoot, causing a panic. And then we get the opening credits. Can I can I um note something on the opening credits? Go right ahead. Okay, so these opening credits are very well put together with these large green glowing eyes that just keep on moving across the screen like it's a screensaver and they use comic sans for the credits <laughs> they used comic sans in the last one too no expense was spent on it we spent no expense you going to be you going to make it <laughs> so fred gets an email <laughs> From the man who was in Veracruz. They're pen pals. Um, and so the gang's computers all use their own voice for their alerts. They recorded custom alerts for themselves. I, as, mm, I would say it would make more sense for them to have customized alerts. And it'd be other voices of their friend group. That seems like a thing a friend group would do. Yeah. Or, like, a silly voice that one of them is making. Yeah. I don't think I would or- trust my friends to, like, make my alerts. <laughs> that's the point! <laughs> but what if your alerts were you impersonating one of your friends? <laughs> uh, maybe. I can, I can impersonate you, honey. It'd be really, it would be really bad. <laughs> Uh, so Fred forwards the email he's getting over to Daphne, who is just staring at the homepage for what is called Ricky's Corner. 
Um, and it's just this very bad to look at picture of a man whose hips are gyrating back and forth, but in a two frame animation. No expense was spent. Um, also, I want to point out that she also has a poster of this Ricky person. I need to know what kind of personality Ricky is. What is does he, a he sell? Does he I, sell things? Um, I really think is that, he an actor? I really think that at the time of this, this might have been a reference to a uh, singer Ricky Martin. But even at the time of this, the release, he was just like just kind of like getting out of the public eye. Yeah. Did he look like this? No. Mm, the hair? Maybe the hands. The hair. But I don't think like anything else really fit. Yeah. Because I think it was just kind of like an exaggeration of what a um, hot Spanish kind of singer, dancer, um, Rob Layfield drawing would be. Uh, yeah. That's, that's pretty much accurate. Exactly yeah. the right description. Oh my gosh. Fred talks to, uh, basically the email says, hey, do you and your friends want to come visit us in Veracruz? And Fred's like, yeah, sure, let me talk. And Daphne's like, yeah, I'll go. And they email it over to Velma, who's looking into laser eye surgery. Um, and when she gets her email, she looks incredibly shocked. Like, she never knew a computer could get an email. That's the kind of expression she's making. And she's like, yeah, I'll go. Museums, right? Yeah. Um, and they email Shaggy and Scooby, who are away from the computer, making a pizza. And then Shaggy and Scooby are like, no, our schedule is booked with sleeping and relaxing. But they say it in a way that feels like sarcasm, which Velma does not read as sarcasm. And they're like, and says like, but it would be during the Day of the Dead festival. And then they explain and dumb it down to, it's Halloween-ish. Yeah, it's... I mean, they they said that it's like just kids in masks. They don't go as far as say the word Halloween, but... No, no, they say the phrase, it's like Halloween. Shaggy does, after listening to the explanation, Shaggy does say, oh, it's like Halloween. And Velma's like, yeah. Yeah, that's bad. I, I don't recall... I thought like Velma was actually was like oh Velma's doing a nice, uh, a a nice uh, a nice explanation. It's pretty much eating all the time. Yeah, I have the I, the note I have written down in quotes is nonstop eating, comma it's like Halloween. I have like two um, two mm. comments here. Um, first one is everybody does talk as they type. They're typing to each other, but they're also talking out loud. Mm-hmm. You know, that's convenient for us. But I think my favorite thing is that Shaggy waits for Scooby before he's yes he reads. He's He's got his arms crossed and he's looking very cross himself as oh, he's yeah. just waiting for Scooby to sit down so that he can read the email. And weird. he knows Scooby just ate that entire pizza by himself and yes. he's pissed about it. <laughs> but he'll still wait. It's very cute. I also realized at this point, like, oh, hey, the music is back. That music that they used for all of The Legend of the Vampire, it's back. I noticed it this time. Yeah. 
So Shaggy and Scooby pack their suitcases full of snacks and decide to bring a jar of salsa. You know, like when you go to the store and you bring your groceries with you? You go to the theme park and you've brought all of the souvenirs you were going to get there with you to the theme park before you go? Am I the only one who's upset about this part? I did find it an interesting choice. I did say to myself out loud, why are you bringing salsa? I did I did say that too. It was like, dude, you're going to a place that makes their own homemade salsa. Why are you bringing that? Yeah. <laughs> it did kind of remind me um there was a series of salsa commercials done for Pace. And um in it, they the punchline for every joke was like uh there's this person or there's there's this salsa and um they go on about it until they finally say that it's from New York City. And everybody stops and goes, New York City? So you know it's not real. And I, I think that's basically kind of like what I wanted to say. Well, well as they said, they're going to bring the salsa. But like, I need that lead in line of saying someone saying New York City for me to do it. So <laughs> couldn't do it. So they decide to drive to Mexico. From presumably somewhere in California. It has to be. Feels, it's always felt to me, it might be because I used to live in California, but it always felt like um, Coolsville and all that was in California. Well, to be fair, Crystal Cove is canonically on that coast. Is it? Okay. Yes. Um, And based on my time, Coolsville and Crystal Cove are the same location, just separated by time (laughs) but yeah so they drive there we see them go through customs and there's some music and they ride some donkeys and there's a montage and a bull chase bull chase makes sense considering where the area is from but during the time that it was made i don't know if that was still a thing yeah i don't think they do those anymore Okay, but I, it's part of the culture? Question mark. Yeah. I'm sure the people who made the decision were thinking. Yeah, like that's the one thing that you gotta have inside of a movie. It's like if you want to show the culture, you need to show the part where they abuse animals for entertainment. Then eat it. Okay, I think it might have just been, like, my own personal experience with media, where every time I've seen a bull chase, it's been in Spain. So, like, this felt out of place to me. Well, so... So. So. That wasn't the bull chase, like, meant to be, like, just for the running of the bulls. That was, Just um, flat out a bullfight. That was a matadore, like, bullfight arena. There was somebody with a sword you didn't see who was just off camera, just about to get ready to, you know... Try okay. to prove masculinity or some BS. That's pretty much what it was. Like, I guess I know there's media that has that. Like, I, my brain just did not associate it properly, and I think that's a me thing more than this film. I don't know if it was a part of it in that area because I don't know that area that well. All that we know is that that was where Spanish. Uh, yeah. The um kind of settlers i guess state 
area of uh, Veracruz is uh, right near Oaxaca uh, on the Gulf of Co- uh, Gulf of Mexico coast. is known for its tourism. And what else was there? Oh yeah, it was. It had its home of one of the largest ports that uh, was where a lot of people from Spain first arrived. Hmm. And that's why that's why there is like that's why that's why I am assuming is the reason why. Mm-mm. No, don't don't say okay. it. Don't say it. Okay, okay. But anyway, I think that's the I think that's one of the reasons why they probably have like the the bullfight there. Okay. Uh, big shrug. <laughs> uh, again, I don't know. There's lenience much. on this point. There are other points that are less lenient. We can let them have this one. <laughs> <laughs> they need all the help they can get. Uh, so we learn. We meet Fred's pen pal. It's the dad from the beginning. His name is Alejo. They live in a hotel. Yeah. Um, we meet Ale- Alejo's wife, Sofia, and his mother, Donia. Um, they do the thing where the joke is they have a big family. Yeah. Yep. That's that's the that's a great joke. Ha ha ha! Look at these look at these brown people who like to make kids a lot. But then they also like walk back the joke as in like, oh no, they're not all our kids. It's just just the one kid for us. But you know, really great for you to assume that. Scooby and Chiquita immediately start crushing on each other. And I am going to make the statement right now. Um, I have rewatched most of Mystery Incorporated, and that also features a Scooby and a dog romance. And I don't think it's acceptable. I don't think Scooby Doo's allowed to want to date a dog. Why? Power dynamics. What? Did oh. the dog ever speak? This dog does not speak, and as far as we can tell, has dog-level intelligence. Scooby-Doo is a person, but is a dog. Huh. Okay. <laughs> also, I just want to, um... I just... <laughs> He's a Great Dane! <laughs> well, That's... yeah. He's I a have, Great Dane! I, have, I know, I know. It's, it's just so <laughs> I've funny! I've seen it. It's I know. So hey, hey, maybe Chiquita's a size queen. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh. God, I am. <laughs> That's an amazing thing to share. Okay. <laughs> On this family-friendly podcast. You're the one that said it, Jenny. What? I'm saying it in reverence to a cartoon dog on a on a on a, on a show for kids. <laughs> Oh, my bad. It's different, because I'm not referring to it inside of, like, an actual event where it's real people. I'm referring to this. <laughs> so we meet Luis, Alejo's older brother, who has <laughs> a cafe with his fiancée, Charlene, who's a southern white woman. <laughs> they met at Mr. Smiley's Fantastic Funland, or whatever. This is very true, because... Uh, my brother also has dated a white girl. <laughs> um, she makes coffee and then talks about stuff. She says a line that I don't care for. Um, is it the? Is it the? I speak in. I speak in Mexican. 
mine. Yeah, it's uh, hold on. I got, I had it written down somewhere specifically. Because I'm sorry to now. say, but I have heard that in real life. I know, which from is why I'm mad it exists like in this film. From people like her, yeah. The problem um, is, here's the problem. Okay. Yes, those people exist. But. But the thing, it's the reason why it's in this movie, I don't think is because they're making fun of it. I think it's just a thing that they put in the movie because that is what happens. They didn't. Do you, do you think it was supposed to show her being quirky? Just an, a little extra added onto that? Loco. That means crazy in Mexican. I mean Spanish. Yeah. That's the line. Uh. That's the quote. Oh, gee. Yeah, that's very bad. That's very bad. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. Because, like, at this point in the film, they're not painting her as the bad person. It's, oh, it's a quirky rom-com romance. But also, that. Hmm. Um, anyways. Uh, they have a big lunch and talk about naps and hard work. And then Fuente shows up. He's got white hair in his business, maybe. And he's like, hey, I need to talk to you about business. And Alejo's mother is like, that man's a jerk. And he wants to buy our land. And no one wants to sell it except maybe Luis and Charlene. Uh, And then people start talking about the Chupacabra. And as if to punctuate the whiplash from whatever was happening before to talking about monsters killing people. A storm happens. <laughs> I was kind of... Okay, so... In um, the letter that was sent to Fred, it specifically mentions that the rainy season was no longer a thing. So I really wanted... I was expecting someone to comment on this sudden rainstorm to punctuate the discussion that's happening. But it didn't happen. I was very disappointed. <laughs> Yeah, so they go inside and talk around the fireplace about the monster. And Alejo was like, yeah, I tried to email you a second time about it, but you must have already left. And I guess none of you, I guess none of you have uh, email forwarding on your phones. No one has a Blackberry in this friend group. Yeah, that would have been that time period, wouldn't it? I mean, Velma probably would have one. Of any of them. And if he's emailing Fred, I guess. But. Anyways, Fred's like, everybody calm down. I know you've said you've literally seen a ten foot tall, two legged, glowing, greed eyed creature covered in fur. But I'm sure it's just a myth. (laughs) Um, And then suddenly it's bedtime, even though they just had lunch. (laughs) The pacing in this movie is so weird. And Luis and Charlene are like, whatever you do, don't go outside. And so Shaggy and Scooby are in bed, and they hear the monster noises, and they go to escape, and Shaggy opens the door, and it's Fred, and Shaggy immediately closes the door and is like, it's the monster. (laughs) 
And then they fall off a roof. I really love that they did a reverse Santa Claus. Like, <laughs> yeah, they escape it, out the uh, chimney. Oh, that means because of the Santa Claus, Fred and Velma are now Shaggy and Scooby. That's what happens. <laughs> That's true. You, you knock a Santa off the roof. Um, so Shaggy and Scooby are like, but, but a Bigfoot. And everybody's like, Daphne. And they look over at Daphne's room and they see green lights inside. And they charge in the door. But it turns out it was just a CD player. Um, and there's footprints outside. And they see them and they're like, oh, these are big monster footprints. It looks like it just decided to leave when it saw all of us outside. So it must have been scared. Anyways, let's go back to sleep. I was so flabbergasted by this. There are big footprints in the dirt leading away from where they are. And you would think, right? It's not just me. Oh, Let's uh, follow the footprints to find out what's happening. No, they just go to bed. What I really find really good, like I want to eat it with a spoon, is that Fred, in this moment, acknowledges there is a Mexican Bigfoot, but also it's afraid of me. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Like this it's, is a mm-hmm. it's not real now that all of you are afraid of it, but when it's afraid of me, it's real now. This wow. movie has like some weird stuff with Fred and Velma. Um in that it makes Fred like the one that does everything and then Velma is somehow the most incompetent Velma has ever been shown. Velma hasn't really done anything, huh? It's like opposite day. No, throughout this, Velma's constantly like, I have no idea what this is. <laughs> I have no idea what that could be. I don't know what that means. I mean, she points Nothing... at a statue and correctly identifies it, but that's it. I I'm mean, just, it, it's it's so them. it's so opposite. Um, Daphne might as well just be wearing uh, just like a tracksuit. And uh, Scooby and Shaggy might as well just be saying, we're observing religious fasting right now. Um, that's a different film, actually. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> that would be frank and creepy. We'll get there eventually. Uh. Uh, unfortunately. Oh. Um, so, yeah, I'm just going to do a quick check-in with everybody. How are we feeling? Terrible. Very bad. Can we talk about Pokemon? <laughs> uh, we'll get to... I have a good breaking point for us to talk about Pokemon for a bit. Okay. Um... It's after we meet uh, a character. <laughs> a character. Uh, so the next morning, Daphne has made a cast of the foot prints. Um, and I just realized reading these notes that... So there's some black crit on it, and everybody's like, I have no idea what that is. And guess what? It never, never comes up again. We ne- yeah, it that's never right. shows we up. Never no, we, up. <laughs> it, it meant nothing. Apparently it was nothing. It, I, this is the last that we hear of the black grit. <laughs> I think I know what it was meant to be. Okay. But it was never... Oh. Y- you know. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, oh. It's like... But it's never actually pointed Ground up coffee to. beans? Yes. Yeah. 
Huh. Oh, yeah, we should mention that Charlene's sleeves are constantly full of coffee beans for some reason. Yeah, it's like, this is, um... It's like she bathes in it. It's a Chekhov's gun that shoots itself. <laughs> a Chekhov's turret, if you will. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm pretty sure that's what it was meant to be. Which, in that case, I guess... Because it was a mold and not the actual footprint, it wouldn't have smelled like anything except for the mold. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's never I just, actually... I'm also... This is like the first instance of Velma looking at the black grit and going like, yeah, it beats me. Could yeah. be anything. Yeah. So many different approaches. Yeah, it's... Mm. Alejo doesn't want them to tell Sofia or Doña about the monster, and Louise is like, yeah, don't tell Charlene either. Um, throughout this entire film, Fred is bad at Spanish. Um, it, he's trying. He is yeah, he's trying. trying. He's just getting like one or two words wrong here and there. He's trying um, his best. He did say that he wanted to practice. Yeah, he's practicing. He's not doing the thing where he's putting on a fake accent for the words. He's like... I'm an American, I'm. it's going to be my American accent, butchering some of these words. Um, but it's the best he can do. There but, is a moment that I thought, but uh, we haven't gotten there yet, related to speaking and reading Spanish, that I was yeah, like, I, uh, hmm. But yeah. we'll, maybe we'll get there? We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> what? Uh. We'll see. Okay. I mean, off the record, it's... Are you talking about the part where Fred's like, well, you see, they didn't put the tilde on manana. Yeah. Well. It's, like, not actually considered a, a tilde on top of it. It's actually considered a an, an entirely different letter of yeah. the yeah. Spanish alphabet known as the Enye. It was just... It was a weird situation in which Fred was the one to point it out later, even though the actual native speaker did see it and read it and say, yeah, that's right, Fred, uh, earlier. It, it's just weird. You think it would, they would have been like, huh, but they did miss the, they did miss the squiggle on top. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's that also another fun fact that I actually will say for when we get there. If we okay. get there. If we get there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, at this point, at this point, you actually, yeah. Might as well just throw everything in the chili pot now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. So later when Fred reveals, because they don't, they don't reveal that when the word shows up. They reveal it at the end of the movie where Fred's like, actually, if you look at this picture, it's missing a thing. Um, and then when he like writes it all out on his notepad to explain it, um, when he quote unquote correctly writes manana, he puts um, the mark over the wrong end. <laughs> Did he really? Oh yeah, he did. wrote Manania. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That's so funny. <laughs> it just hit me really hard. <laughs> he did. <laughs> wow. Uh. <laughs> That makes it even funnier, I think. 
This whole dumb situation. <laughs> honestly, honestly, like I could just like imagine a Spanish speaker just, speaker just being like, "Oh, right, they didn't make the end yet," and then like Fred just like puts it over that one. It's like <laughs> just the reaction that any any Spanish speaking person would have to that is like, "You were so close." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he put it. He put it at the. He put it at that part. Yeah, yeah, he did. Uh, he did it at the last end. Yeah, he did. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it gets funnier more the, the more you say it. <laughs> oh, see, I'm thinking about like if you had put it in like a text to speech, like is trying to read it and like translate everything, but it gets to that one word and just goes, "Mananya." <laughs> just so glazed over oh no see the thing is like that part of the notepad is off screen um it's like barely on there the only reason i knew to look for it is because i was reading the trivia <sighs> oh. oh okay i know All right. what i'm so putting that was in the description for this episode okay, okay. <laughs> it's like the, the back half of the word is like cut off but you can see where the mark is put over the wrong end oh my uh. god okay well then, oh, where were we? We haven't even gotten to the worst of it. Uh, Pokemon. <laughs> so, yes. Charlene gives Luis a big good luck charm necklace, um, and then the gang and Luis and Alejo all ride off into town. <laughs> all of the tourists are gone, and the town is relatively quiet, and the gang decide to do a videotape interview with the locals, and Daphne is a reporter. And it's just them asking basic questions about the chupacabra. And they're talking like they've never seen one before. But I will say, it has my favorite joke inside of the entire movie. Mm-hmm. What does what does El Chupacabra <laughs> sound like? <laughs> it's just, I can't, honey. Say it. No. Say it. I already forgot. I forgot his name. <laughs> my Uncle Flaco. My <laughs> Alright, but what does uh, El Chupacabra smell like? My Uncle Flacco. (laughs) And if that isn't... Yeah. If that isn't... That that definitely... Honestly, I don't have a Theo Flacco, but... But... (laughs) The name's got that kind of energy to it. Yeah. And, And like, you know... I think everybody kind of has, like, a loud-smelly uncle. Well, not only that. And if you don't, you kind of, like, can agree that one exists. If you look around the room and don't see the fat-smelly uncle, (laughs) I got bad news. (laughs) (laughs) You're the fat-smelly uncle. (laughs) Maybe the loud-smelly uncle was the friends we made along the way. (laughs) (laughs) Plus, I feel like that is... I feel like that is... Like, because... I feel like that is such a freaking, like, Mexican joke, though. We just make fun of ourselves. No, we don't make fun of ourselves. We make fun of each other. That's true. There it the is. family. We make fun of each other. <sighs> oh, man. Um, anyways, they come back from their reporting. 
Um, and we see the mystery machine was been vandalized. And it says in Spanish, leave today or you won't see tomorrow. <laughs> no, but I can't. I can't. I would have, if I was a local, I would have made fun of the person who wrote it. <laughs> it would have been a... <laughs> Look at him smell it, banana. Mira, esto, man. <laughs> I wish, I wish it had been pointed out right then. Leave that today or great. you won't see Manana. <laughs> I want to, um, I want to, um, just give you a little bit of a, a difference on how, um, hmm. important the Enya is. Okay. Um, if you're asking about, like, a certain length of time, you want to use años for years. Oh. Mm-hmm. However, if you don't include the Enya, you make it anos, mm-hmm. which uh, would be bleeped out, is my understanding. Which would be bleeped out. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> okay. It's okay. Which would mean, you know, butthole. <laughs> uh-huh. it, w- it would be bad. It would be bleeped out. No, see, they let that word be in Pokemon, so I'm letting it slide. <laughs> Wait, Really? I mean, I saw a trainer with that name in the wild um, because of having the internet connection on. And I was like, really? Hmm. You set that oh. as your trainer? You're only doing that to, like, be a menace. <laughs> so. So. Huh. Um, so they have to bribe Shaggy and Scooby to continue snir- searching. And they both just settle for two Scooby snacks each. Um, no, one skip no, snack no, each. no. That this is the one thing I really want to go ahead and hit home. Um, when they said two Scooby snacks, they only like throw one Scooby snack in each of their mouths, meaning oh. that before it would you do it for a Scooby snack meant would you both do this for one Scooby snack? You would have to share. <laughs> you know what? I think that's why they never go for the one Scooby snack. Exactly, <laughs> because they've probably done that before. And if you're not having a whole Scooby snack to yourself, what's the point, Rolly? Yeah. What are we all doing here? It'd be like yeah, sharing like... a goldfish. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could, but would you? No, that's my goldfish. Exactly. That's my Henry. Exactly. So the Chupacabra seems to be nocturnal. And since it's getting dark, they'll split up and search for clues. Alejo and Luis head into the hills, while Fred, Velma, and Daphne search the west side of town, and Shaggy and Scooby are on the east. And because the mystery machine's on the east side of town, Shaggy and Scooby just sleep in the mystery machine instead. We see a gloved hand reach underneath the mystery machine, and suddenly fluids are leaking out. Yes, glue. Yes. From the sound of it. Some. It, it looks like sludge. It's Icky gray stuff. Try the gray stuff. It's delicious. <laughs> uh, uh, meanwhile, Fred, Velma, and Daphne see the cool statue. It is of Quetzalcoatl, the quote, the god of good things. I don't. I mean, it's like thunder and snake Bigfoot. 
<laughs> it's it's naked Bigfoot, I guess. Everything's a Bigfoot. <laughs> Deep down inside, you you know it to be true. We're all just Bigfoot in this Bigfoot world. <laughs> We're just two big feet swimming in a fishbowl. <laughs> but yeah, they, they said something like, oh yeah, it's a statue. And then they see a man in a tent. And Daphne says the phrase... Oh, good. You speak English. Yeah, that's what happens. <sighs> and they're basically like, oh, yeah, I'm like a medicine man, a shaman, whatever. It all works. A brujo. It all works. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Um, so they ask about the El Chupacabra. And the man says, oh, monster's just an animal. Animals are chill. But capitalism... Capitalism will get you. <laughs> People wanted to buy the land and then vowed to return when they didn't get their way. Also, you're in grave danger. Uh, and we see the monster's hand poking through the bush. Um, and when they leave, he gives them a business card that just says www.ancientmexicanwisdom.com. So let me tell you about www.ancientmexicanwisdom.com. <laughs> why i'm surprised warner I'm brothers does in fact own the web address oh. it no longer directs anywhere it just like redirects to a warner brothers landing page um and he's even using the Wayback machine i couldn't find out if it did anything other than do that oh my gosh but they bought that and they've kept it they've kept it they had to it's in a movie what if yep. it was something else that they wouldn't want to be associated with? So they had to. I'm impressed they haven't defaulted on it. It's been almost two decades. Mm-hmm. Do you think they just forgot they have it? <laughs> and they just renew it? Is yeah, it, it's just like is auto it on auto? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wouldn't be but surprised. So- I'm just thinking right now, what would I use that URL for? Um, would you use it for a joke, or would you try to do it for like something actually useful? I mean, if I had a cartoon directing to it, I definitely could try to capitalize off of it. But also, I don't know, probably a joke. Hmm. I'll have to think about it. I feel like if I had any like any like ancient blank wisdom, I'd have it redirect to like just like an encyclopedia as like a joke. Do they own ancientmexicanwisdom.org? You know, let me go to um my domain name purchasing option of choice and find out. Maybe I can get Please Ancient don't. Mexican Wisdom dot pizza. Please don't. Dot Ancient horse. Mexican Wisdom dot horse. Please no. All right, let's see what we got. You could buy Ancient Mexican Wisdom dot net. Mm. It's twelve dollars a year. No, honey. Ancient Ancient Mexican Wisdom dot club. Ancient Mexican Wisdom dot monster. You could redirect it to the Wikipedia page for Bigfoot. 
<laughs> I'm so mad. <laughs> For anybody who is just like listening to this, just kind of like wondering where it's gonna go. I hope you're happy with that prestige as I am. I'm so mad. I wanna go. <laughs> I wanna leave. <laughs> I'm so I'm so tired of this movie. <laughs> well, see, this is where I was going to input our Pokemon talk. Okay, I'd because talk about much that. like I had to stop taking notes to take notes on something else to just give myself that last minute boost. Let's just do that for ourselves here and talk about the Pokemon game that came, just came out. Um, I'll say minor spoilers. <clears throat> um, actually, I'm just going to go ahead and say major spoilers because I don't know what we'll say. Because mm. I know Lava's gone like all in. On looking I've, at things. I've, I don't don't say anything. I won't pass Nessa. That's it. Okay, so nothing past the water gym. Yeah. Um, Lava. I'm gonna go ahead and say because you don't actually know where those Pokemon would be in the game. Mm-hmm. What route? Probably, probably best to just like not mention a Pokemon unless it comes up. Gotcha. I'll um, do that. Uh, it would be Route Five is like the latest you could get before you get to that gym. Mm. Um, it's good. The Pokemon is good. It's really good. I mean, I've never played a Pokemon game this slow before. Yeah, I really like it. It's like up there with, it's not quite like playing X and Y for me, because like X and Y hit me like I hadn't played a Pokemon game since like when HeartGold came out. And it was like suddenly like, oh, I'm all in in this rules um it was like the first transition to 3d so there's all that and they're doing interesting things with like special effects they're still doing that here because they're getting the first one on console in a while Mm -hmm. like the cities themselves are amazing i think that's my favorite part of this console bump is just like the way the cities are laid out it feels good i actually just recently played pokemon coliseum which was the pokemon game for the gamecube and it had oh, like yeah. a similar thing going on of like this is like a town. This isn't just like a grid of some houses or like a small area that they put here because there's supposed to be a town here. Yeah. It actually has a bit of a, a live feel to it. Which I really like. I feel like Score Bunny and its immediate evolution afterwards. I have not seen the final yet. But uh the that second stage of it um might be uh, a big contender to try to bump to be my actual favorite pokemon now it's very good i love i love rabbits i grew up with rabbits um i named this rabbit um king cosma after um character in the anime summer wars because i'm a cool person who watches anime I guess I prefer Digimon the movie. <laughs> we know, Cass. That also does have like a cool bunny character in there too. Um, I mean, I was making a joke that uh, it's the middle part yeah. of that movie is the same Summer Wars. I mean, it's kind of made by the same studio. It's yeah, it's like the same, same guy director. Okay, and um, it's just really fun. Like, I, I'll go to the wild area when I don't need to just to, like, 
find stuff and do stuff. It's just... I, I haven't spent enough time in the wild area for me to know if I like it or not. Like, my first time through it, I felt weird because I kept seeing, like, Pokemon that were evolved. And I was like, I don't want to touch that. You that don't. seems, like, bad. It is. And then, like, I touched, <laughs> I touched one. Like, I touched, like, a, a ninjask that was flying around. Uh-oh. And it was like, oh, it's only level 15. Hmm. And by that point, I'm, like, level 12. And I'm like, oh, this is nothing. This feels weird. This feels wrong. <laughs> Um, and then I literally couldn't catch that ninjask, even though it couldn't kill me, um, because it only knew false swipe and agility, but when it had no health and was paralyzed, it refused to be caught. Yeah, well, um, just trying to get to the thing, I ran into, uh, some that were literally, like, three times my level, um. I saw a level 50. Oh. I saw a level 50. Corviknight? It was Corviknight. I was like, oh, it's Corviknight! And I went and touched it, and then it just looked at me. <laughs> and half the the team fainted. No, no. Just by the look. Just by the look. <laughs> then perish. <laughs> I ran. I ran, because it was level 50. And they ran so far away. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I just wish there was, like, something that told you the level, because, like, as it is, I, I feel bad about <laughs> wanting to, like, anytime I look at a Pokemon, I'm like, I have no idea what your level is. I don't want to engage with you. I just need, like, something that says, like, above or, like, around or below. Yeah, there needs to be, like, a red skull on it to let you know that this is dangerous. That's that's. I actually like the surprise. Or... I think I would like it if it was just like, hey, this Pokemon is above your catch limit. Yeah. Like, you can't catch. That would be a good way to delineate it without telling you exactly the level. I I understand. I think they do. What, did, yeah. Do they? Yeah. You have encountered a very strong looking. Oh. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> they By tell that time, you after it's too late. <laughs> That's true, I guess. By that time, it's too late. You can't get away. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. I am of the it opinion, and uh-huh. it, it's probably not qu- quite feasible. I'm of the opinion that anyone who can survive the encounter long enough to get it low enough to catch should be able to catch it. Like, I understand why they have a cap, because it would make no sense to to ha- to not have a cap, but... I'm just, I'm remembering, um, in, it's in Pokemon Crystal? Mm -hmm. The Wandering Legendaries, basically. Any Wandering Legendary that can, uh, you know, be started at the very early side of the game, if you catch it, it's level 40, and you're like 12. But you managed to catch it. Even though it could have 100% killed you. Somehow, you'd have to have put it to sleep and used mean look. Right, exactly. Or, like what happened with me in my, uh, I did a random game, is I just threw a great ball and caught it on the first try without even softer <laughs> setting. And it was amazing. I guess, I guess that was me with Moltres. I, po- I caught a Moltres with a Pokeball once. It's like, I don't know how that happened. I I would have appreciated that kind of situation where, if you can manage it, Go ahead, give it a try. See if you can catch it, or 
or you're likely going to get, you know, destroyed as opposed to throwing a million Pokeballs and it never working. I don't appreciate that. But I understand why. Yeah. Because it would be very broken. Yeah. Well, that and you wouldn't be able to control it any- anyway. Not necessarily. It won't listen to you. It That's for traded you, Pokemon. No, it says all no, Pokemon. No, it's for all. Yeah. For in this one, it says like oh, all Pokemon. Oh, okay. That's that's different. I one. I misunderstood. Yeah. Yeah. I thought we were talking about what it used to be. That's weird. Nope. That's it's all Pokemon now. That's so weird. That's why, that's why we kind of got a little. Well, it makes sense to me because when they're really strong, and a Pokemon realizes that you're really not that experienced, why should I listen to you? And then they just loaf around. And it's like nah, nah. <laughs> what are and, you going to do, thirteen-year-old child? Stop yeah. me! <laughs> what have you proven? And that's why I actually legitimately got a little bit worried because I noticed that my starter was getting close to the twenty to the twenty-level mark, and I was like, "Uh oh, uh oh!" <laughs> and I had to run to a gym, or or I had to make sure that I didn't do any battles or 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 did any extra experience stuff. Otherwise, what's going to happen is that my starter is going to be too strong for me to to handle. That's uh, that's disappointing. Is then it? again, I uh, have played in the past a uh, a game wherein I traded in all of the Pokemon that I wanted to start with because, you know, I had already played it blind before, so might as well just go with what I want to do. And it was all traded Pokemon, so I had to be very conscious of the levels constantly. Hmm. <laughs> so, I don't know. It feels that feels weird considering you can access everything so soon. Well, I think that's why they have to do it is because you can access everything so soon. Yeah. Um it's like one of those things where like with Breath of the Wild they gate it by the final boss has five extra health bars. <laughs> yeah. Um so you unless can't you get play there. the game. You can't. You can't get to. You can't get to Ganon. But in Breath of the Wild, it's but entirely it... possible to still beat him. Yeah, with a ladle, and you could with beat a, a level a fifty Garbodor. Yeah, but you. But you can't but catch you can't it. Catch it. Okay. You can't catch Ganon either. <laughs> you see, it's a one-to-one situation. Garbodor is Ganon. Master Ball. I like all of the new... I like the assortment of Pokemon we have here. Like, I started the game and I saw, like, a snow runt. And I was like, hey, it's that little guy. <laughs> I know him. Um, But also, like, all of the new ones. I haven't met, like, a new Pokemon that I was like, ooh, about. Without it being like, that's the point of the Pokemon. <laughs> um, I... My only, like complaint that i've had since sun and moon is they removed the ability to fish anywhere yeah and as someone who did that as a joke a lot of the time i like taking pictures of things fishing where they shouldn't be <laughs> um and you can't do that when you can only fish in certain spots yeah i saw that and i immediately thought of you Cass. i was like oh that's not good 
I mean, it's a bit better in that it's not like, oh, here's some rocks with a bubble on. It's like, oh, there's like a shadow there, which is what you would do with like Animal Crossing. Mm. And it does seem to be like a bit more common. It's not just like, oh, I just happened to pass by one now. It's like there's a lot of water in a lot of places, like whether it's just a river or something. Mm-hmm. Music's good. Um, I love I love league cards. I wish that. So with league cards, it's very it's like the best possible version of a trainer card, in that it's a trading card that you make yourself. <laughs> it's a um, pal card. It's a, it's literally <laughs> a pal card. I told Crash that I'm like this is just an OKKO pal card. They put it in the game. Um, but like when you change it and update it with like a new picture, or it's like if you like change your outfit and all that. And you wanted to change the frame. Um, you then have to generate a new code for your card. And you have to like change. Like, let's say I tweeted about it. My code that I tweeted about when I first made my card no longer works. Because I changed the frame on my card. Mm-hmm. That's uh, So I have to post a new code. And like I don't think my... like I got some other people's leak cards. I don't think they're going to update as they update theirs. I kind of wish it did that. Yeah. But, like, at the same time, it's a new feature that I love. Awesome. Anybody else have any more Pokemon thoughts before we dig back into this mess? Can we speed run through this mess? Um, I can try. Okay. Can we skip any non-essential bits? Um, describe non-essential. Uh, I'm mostly joking. I wouldn't know. Uh... So, Alejo and Luis are in the woods, they're standing out of eyesight of each other, and about to head back when Alejo is attacked and chased off a cliff by the monster. Shaggy and Scooby hear the monster noises in the distance and start driving away, leaving Fluid behind them. Fred is leaving, leading Fred, Velma, and Daphne completely the wrong way, um, completely ignoring Velma's point of like, hey, that's the wrong star, we need to be going the other way. Uh, Luis finds and helps Alejo up, apparently he was, quote, knocked out by the monster. Shaggy and Scooby are driving, and we learn that the fluid that was following them, or was pouring out of the vehicle, was a brake fluid, as they can no longer stop, and they start careening through the city at top speed. Fred, Velma, and Daphne are deep in the woods now, and they hear growling, and so they take off and run into Alejo and Luis, and the monster noises are replaced by coyote noises as one runs past them. Um, but it's not running towards us, it's running away from the monster. Uh, and they run back into town and they see where the mystery machine was it's like hey the brake fluid's still here (laughs) that's not how a car do (laughs) and then there's a chase scene through the city shaggy and scooby end up picking them back up with the mystery machine and out of danger but the brakes are still not working but luckily they've run out of gas just as they pass a gas station now what this means is either they've been going non-stop for hours or Shaggy has been flooring it the whole time. <laughs> also, the these guys like going in different directions and coming back so quickly does make me believe that Veracruz is about the size of a mini mall. I mean, I don't have any evidence to the contrary, so you might be right. Uh, so, at the gas station that they managed to just stop in front of, um, I guess... The brakes are fixed now, and the tank's filled with gas, and so they load back up with snacks, 
And Aleo's like, hey, Luis, I got you some ice for that blow to your head. He doesn't have one. There's no bump there. What was that all about? (laughs) We find out later. So, I'm gonna bring that up now. Mm -hmm. Fred says later, like, sorry, Luis, for doubting you. I'm like, you didn't doubt him ever. There was the bump thing, but it it wasn't like, uh, there's no bump here. You must have been lying. It was like, uh, that's weird. There's no bump. And then it never, like, you let it be. Like, they said it up like they treated Luis as a bad guy when he was with them the whole time sort of helping out. Yeah. And they never treated him wrong. Um. So the mysterious man in the tent told them to look to the past. So they end up at a museum and they pass a sign that says, hey, go to the museum. And then when they pass the sign, the gloved hands from before remove it. And they keep driving for far too long and see a sign for a new Mr. Smiley location and eventually end up at the museum. I thought this was going to be one of those situations where they were sent the wrong way. Hmm. But. But like, no, they ended up where they were going. Like, so then why did the hands take the sign? No one was following them. No one was going to try to find them and think, oh, they went to the museum that's 12 hours away. Yeah, that's a really weird. Also, who is this mysterious man that knows, like, that they're in danger and, like, what's going on with the mystery? Knows enough to tell them to go take a look at the... He didn't say museum. He just said the past. And honestly, a lot of this could have been done just by looking at local records and land purchases. Yeah, but like, he's like very clearly like, yeah, no, it was those guys who did it. Also, you're in danger. And it's not like, (sighs) unlike a character we're about to meet, it's not like he was paid to send them on the path. (laughs) Or if he was, we weren't told about it. I think this is the black spots again. <laughs> Were they the meant what? to bring it up again? And it just never happened? Oh, yeah. Oh. With the footprints. Um. So, yeah, they end up at the museum. So they ride some ancient artifacts around? I don't know. This is something. They did something. They go through a door and the gloved hand shows up again. It's like switches the open sign to closed. Uh, And they run into an over-eager museum guide. Who's excited to take them to a theater for a multimedia presentation. Featuring fog machines and animatronics. And actors wearing outfits. And death. And we get a very bad version of aztec history here (laughs) yep i mean like i know a lot of people like are very squeamish about um human sacrifice but you know i think the word barbaric might have been a little bit too far for my taste yeah no this is like um i mean it's not quite it's hard to tell if it's quite that far it's like colonizers rewriting history. Um, but it's not great. Also, I do believe like there's like a line in there that did say like Mexico City. And I'm like, I, did we move? <laughs> oh, they did go to a different. This is a new city. 
They're no longer okay. in Veracruz. They drove for 12 hours <laughs> to because a museum. All of, these, all of these different landmarks are like, they seem like they're like really close to the point where you can accidentally walk into one. But in reality, they are separated by lots of what we like to call miles. <laughs> now these miles, um, can I trade them in for any rewards? <laughs> Is that a program I've enlisted in now? So tell us when they kidnapped Daphne. Oh yeah, so they uh, they volunteer Daphne to have her heart ripped out. Like literally, that's what they say they're going to do. Uh, and Velma looks like she's about to get up out of her chair throughout, but, like, Fred's just sitting there pretty, like, he's just, like, watching a show. Yeah, um, and Fog fills the room, and they put a blanket over Daphne, and then suddenly no one can see anything, and then everyone's gone except for the gang minus Daphne. And Baleo and Luis, who's also there. And then a voice, the lady's voice comes over the intercom, it's like, You've been warned! Follow the light to the exit. <laughs> um, so Velma finds a piece of one of the warrior's costumes, and it just says, Mile, enter. Mananya. <laughs> <laughs> Fred accidentally opens the trap door there by pulling on a torch because he was trying to get some better light. Um, and then when they go down the stairs to the trap door... Shaggy accidentally hits a switch that turns the stairs into the roller coaster from the Emperor's New Groove. Why do they even have that lever? <laughs> this whole section is so weird. It's about to get weirder. It's so weird. They end up in a cave and are at the pyramids, and Daphne's just on top of one of them, and they're like, Daphne, don't move. So they they climb up there and then she gets down and nothing happens. Uh, and they look around and they see a statue. And the statue just falls over into dust. And they're like, hey, that statue wasn't even there before. And then a cage comes up out of the ground and there's sirens. And we meet... <sighs> Paco the Magical Talking Eagle. Oh, and it That's gets worse. <laughs> You're under arrest for destroying an ancient statue. And everybody's like, this thing's got a bad accent. And it looks like it belongs in an amusement park. And it's basically just like fear-mongering the tourists by saying that ancient gods will kill them if they don't kill the gang. So like, there's a lot of almost deaths, like straight up murder. Yeah, I, this is the section I'd like to call the um, attempted murder extravaganza. And like the reasoning of this robot is bad because it's just like, yes, you will have to kill these kids that we have already put in a cage and they're trapped now. Um, or these ancient gods that most of you are from a different country than like the origin of this because you're all tourists. Um, will kill you. They will smite you with a righteous fury. And so there's a weird chase, and they end up in a room full of rats and scorpions, and then they're in a tomb full of skeletons, and Velma says the line, we can disguise ourselves by using the clothing of the native Indian skeletons. 
There it is. While raiding a tomb. And then it turns out that was played for a joke. It doesn't even work. (sighs) That part, just like, I was already like kind of upset with this film and that just like, I wanted to walk out of the room, but I was the only one in the room, so it wouldn't have accomplished anything. He could have stopped the film. Locke um, did stay a little bit after that, but this is definitely the turning point where this stopped being like a fun thing we were making fun of and started being like a thing that was like physically hurting them. Yeah. I'm still hurting. Like up to this point, it's been sort of like hit or miss. But now it's like, I guess you only miss, huh? (laughs) They get chased some more and end up in more ruins. And there's statues that come to life. And then, like, one of them blows them around. Or then they land on one that flies them around. And one of them tries to eat one of them. Uh, And Shaggy and Scooby just chasing the animatronic eagle who's there. Um, And some stone panthers come to... To life, I hate and become this. friends with Fred, and then they attack the eagle. They're supposed to be jaguars, but they're pumas, I think. It's like, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. You would think, okay, these are all animatronics. They've got to be, right? And then it, it just gets worse and worse, and I'm like, what is happening? Who are these people? What? Who made like, these? Are these, like, actual things that that are that exist the unknown large cats don't even look like statues or animatronics they're like no that's a big cat yeah just a big cat that someone put some paint on yep it's weird it's so weird um and then senor fuente's there also and so is the mystery machine um and so the gang and Alejo and Luis all just get out of there and the robot explodes. Um, and that we're, all happened, we're not I guess. Going to, so we're not going to mention the the Transformer. We're not going to mention the Oh, you mean the dragon. Stone Gundam? <laughs> yeah. The only way this movie could have been worse, if instead of just a generic Stone Titan, it was just a Stone version of the Tequila Gundam. <laughs> You okay? <laughs> I keep I keep hearing your pain after going to the next part. You gonna you gonna be okay? The pain I don't doesn't know who stop you're asking anymore. The pain doesn't stop. <laughs> and here's the tequila Gundam. <laughs> uh. It's got a sombrero and a cactus. So you know, it's from Neo Mexico. <sighs> they gave it a mustache. Oh they my gave God. it a mustache. What is that color palette? It was the nineties. Okay, I'll I'll give I'll give you this one. I, I will give you nothing. <laughs> I I, I kind of like the way the bluish green pops off of everything else. Well, yeah, but I mean, like... There first has to be an everything else, and it has to first be horrible, so it's like... Mm. 
so they go to the graveyard <laughs> um and they're walking past the engine and the monster is just right there behind a bush looking at them they could probably see it on the way in like to the point where shaggy and scooby do react to it and they run inside but like <laughs> and then apparently charlene was kidnapped while they were gone um and fred's like all right let's go over the evidence the chupacabra is scaring off the tourists so the Ateras have to sell their land probably and they look over the video and fred's like hey manana <laughs> <laughs> yep uh and fred says the phrase clearly the person who wrote this isn't a spanish speaker Fred, I have only speak English. I spell things wrong all the time. <laughs> I mean, like, we don't speak Spanish. No, we Locke don't. Locke and I. Um, but we, we, we came from households where our parents did, and our grandparents almost exclusively speak Spanish. And um, we didn't catch it, despite how much spanish we like dealt with inside of our you know developing lives no mm-hmm. uh, and like in canon of this film the two spanish speakers that were there with them also didn't notice it <laughs> that's what gets me and then Fre- fred writes mananya <laughs> <laughs> uh so everybody starts paying their respects um, and then there's God, the it, ghost. It was it was probably the saddest Dia de los Muertos that I've ever seen of all time. <laughs> I'm also completely glossing over like two things that happened here. I think I know. Yeah. What you're t- you know. Um, I know. I know. One of which is that we see some of the kids wearing masks, and one of them is wearing a Yogi Bear mask. Yeah. Um, and two is the phrase these. The talking about monsters is bad for the children. Go, uh, play amongst the tombstones dressed as skeletons, or something. It was, it was something along those lines. I didn't write it down. Now I remember. It was kind of weird. Like it wasn't. I the know worst. it was done inside of like a, a laughing thing. Like oh, like. This is this is too scary for them. Now have them play in in the graveyard. And yes, the like, joke here is irony, but yeah. like it's not a big deal. Yeah, that's the thing though. Everything it's, over here, over here is already dead. It's yeah, that's the thing though. It's not a big deal for for death isn't death isn't a big deal. Well, it is. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a, a different it's, it's a different, different big deal. deal. It's it's like. We were talking about it, mm-hmm. and how we think Dia de los Muertos is less about like spooky imagery of skulls and stuff, as that is just like um, aesthetic that's used around it. When it's really mm-hmm. about the togetherness of being with family that you have to remember and honor the family that you have lost, and mm-hmm. to also thank them for the memories. So it's much more closer to like a Thanksgiving than it would be to um, a Halloween. Mm. Yeah, it's just a it's just a supernatural Thanksgiving. It's the best way that I can 
describe it. Or everybody can attend regardless of their living status. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's something that gets misconstrued a lot, especially in American media. Oh, yeah. I've noticed, and like, I didn't notice it before, but now I'm noticing it now. Whenever there is a featurette of Mexican culture inside of uh, animation, the Day of the Dead is always the subject of it. Always. Mm -hmm. And I didn't notice it, but I have been starting to when I've been looking back. And this one is like really like putting that there. And I'm just like, oh, of course it is. (sighs) Yeah. Of course, of course. Vampirina. Uh, yeah. Well, anyways, there's a ghost. There's a ghost. It's the ghost of Senor Otero. And Speaking he's like, oh. Perfect English. And the land was cursed, and it must be sold. <laughs> and Alea's like, hey, um, this ghost doesn't look or sound anything like my dad. Which I'm actually kind of glad. <laughs> I am so relieved that he I'm... said that. I'm glad he said it. I'm a little upset that it took him five minutes to say it and no one else said anything. <laughs> His own wife. Yes! Fainted. Oh, okay, she did faint because she did see a ghost, regardless of whose ghost it was. Yeah. But. <laughs> hmm. Anyways, uh, so Fred's like, hey, let me see that big necklace you were given. And the big necklace has just like a giant red reverse button on the back of it. And Fred's like, oh yeah, this is a tracking device. Let me just hit this button and... I'm looking at it and it is a tracking device. Also, this is how tracking devices work. They can work in reverse. It's a cartoon. And when they they work in reverse, what that means is the other side is just going to be emitting a high-pitched noise that apparently only dogs can hear. Because then Scooby and Chiquita follow the noise to the mausoleum, where there's a skeleton man? It's his Halloween <laughs> costume. It's the only way I can think of it. It's the Halloween costume that he thought he had to wear. It's half man, half skeleton. Skeleton man! A skeleton, a skeleton man! man. <laughs> I love that song so much! <laughs> After an accident as a child, a young boy was exposed to i love it so much please please um if you can and end this episode with skeleton bad i'll at least put like a good clip of it in yes probably the part that goes second clip (laughs) it'd be like saying "Ooh, skin man skin skin man man. (laughs) villain in disguise (laughs) <laughs> of course I have as soon as we end this episode I have to then go listen to this song no same <laughs> I'm looking forward to the next episode of my favorite Pokemon oh yeah oh boy <laughs> <laughs> which is just going to be you talking about that song instead yep <laughs> uh, um, anyways Scooby and Chiquita bark at the skeleton, and Fred shows up and he's like, oh, they don't understand your foreign language. After literally everyone in this film so far has had no problems understanding English. 
Yep. <laughs> and like, I get that sort of like, oh, why net I'm casting? Because of course not everyone speaks English. But in this film, everyone has. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they interviewed random people on the street in English and got answers. In English. And every character has been speaking English because in this English. is an American <laughs> film. I'm sorry. In English, because colonialism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I especially hated that that very, very white line that that guy said. <laughs> it's not should... my fault. Everyone should just speak English. Yeah, got it. And I'm happy that Fred w- looked so offended <laughs> by hearing Oh that. yeah, Fred just like walks in and just like takes his mask off. It's like, no. <laughs> I'm happy that Fred was just like done after that. <laughs> and it made sense. I in a character in a character setting, I understand. He is taking the time to practice and and try. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And here's this person who didn't even try. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, I'm not even going to do the unmasking for this one because we get another one in a second. Uh, this one's Mr. Smiley. There was almost no lead up to this. It's just like, hey, there was a couple of billboards. With Mr. Smiley on yeah. it. Yeah. And apparently there's another um, amusement park he wants, that he owns. He wants to build a new theme park. Yeah. There was no lead up to it, was there? Nope. No. There was no like, mystery. It's just like them saying, hey, it looks like there's going to be a Mr. Smiley theme park. Oh, which is like really you know bold move to make a billboard of it when you don't have the land. Yeah, that's a really good point. That's um like full of yourself, white person. It took three clips and a flamethrower to bring her down. That's what a tech bro does. This is Elon Musk building a theme park. <laughs> Heck, it is. <laughs> um, but then the actual unmasking. Uh, yes, yeah, so the Chupacabra is still a thing and shows up and rampages oh, for yeah, a bit. Oh, yeah, that. <laughs> but then the gang is just, like, not even, like, there's not a trap in this film. The gang just, like, dunks on this monster by, like, careening it around in a wheelbarrow with a beehive on its head, honking trumpets in its ears. <laughs> I mean, this is all after, like... A lot of property damage has been done to a cemetery, including oh, yeah, the no, desecration are... of headstones. There are lots of destroyed tombstones in this process. Um, Poor but eventually, it gets caught up in some lights. And it's the museum guide, who doesn't have a name. Um, who's also in love with Smiley, and she was an actress who was playing... Or... And then we get another unmasking. <laughs> And this is the one we'll do the thing for. Because it turns out that the museum guide is also... Charlene! (laughs) So when this happened, I thought, oh, so the museum guide was the real character and she was just pretending to be Charlene? No, she is Charlene. Pretending to be the museum guide. (laughs) Pretending to be Mexican Bigfoot. Yes. Um, yeah, and she was like, no, I never loved you, Luis. I just wanted your land. I just wanted your money. (laughs) Money. We've got to have money. Money. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Apparently, 
Fuente was there at the pyramids to warn them instead of harming them. Um, and Fred, this is where I was talking about where Fred was like, oh, sorry, Louise, for questioning your loyalty. That never happened. It, it's never even brought up. Yeah, like, Luis is like, yeah, I lied about being knocked out because I was too afraid to help. Um, and then at the end, go ahead. No, I was going to say, is like, he, he apologized to his brother because he lied because he was petrified. Even, it, yeah. and it's like, he actually says, ever since we lost our dad, I've been terrified of losing you. Like, oh my gosh, it's heartbreaking. Like, yeah, dog, you are off the hook on that one. No worries. You're good. <laughs> uh, and then they they sit around eating food and talk about the origins of myths. And then there's a bad conga line. Scooby-dooby-doo. I'm done. <laughs> they got Rita Moreno on this one. She's she's an award-winning actress. She is a treasure. The late Rip Taylor was in this film. R.I.P. Rip. <sighs> so what do we think of this film that we haven't said already? Or what have we said already that we want to repeat? It's kind of garbage. It's kind of trash garbage. It's kind of really bad garbage. There are bad movies that are fun to watch. This movie was almost one of them. <laughs> this movie could have been one of them. But instead it turns out to be a bad movie that should like probably get, you know, issue an apology for everybody and a better movie be made afterwards. Like the Warner Brothers needs to take that thing they put in front of old Looney Tunes cartoons and put it in front of this. <laughs> oh yeah. Agreed. Uh, but like instead of saying, oh, it was a product of another time to say, hey, we... But let me tell you, old Miss Percy's cat never went in that tree again. Stop. Because <laughs> we, we did we did this one dirty, guys. This one was a bad yeah. one. Never mind that mess. How does this movie compare to Music of the Vampire? Strangely better. Hmm. Nope. Don't believe no. me. No, it's, <laughs> it's bad. bad. How does this movie compare to Alien Invaders? I would say, oh worse. god. How does this movie compare to Scooby Goes Hollywood? I honestly do. Do you think it's worse? I mean, I also think it's worse. Um, what about our guests, our esteemed guests? How low can it go? <laughs> Oh, I can go pretty low. Let's just go okay. to the bottom. How does this right. movie compare to Scooby-Doo and the Reluctant Werewolf? I'm going to say worse. <laughs> I'll say worse to that. It's... Yeah, I at least had fun with the Reluctant Werewolf. <laughs> I think Reluctant Werewolf does have the potential to be a bad movie you might be able to have fun watching. Right. Yeah. Yes, I am irrationally mad about Reluctant Werewolf because it's a bad film. But this one's worse. It, this <laughs> Reluctant Werewolf wasn't also racist. Yeah. Or if it was, it was in a less blatant way. Yeah. I would say this movie is more actively insulting than Re Reluctant Werewolf was. So, I think this has managed to become our worst 
which is hysterical. Our new worst Scooby-Doo movie. <laughs> this is hysterical to me because the last movie we, re- 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 we reviewed almost became our top. It was almost it the number was one. Almost the number one, and then we immediately watched this movie. Yeah, I really don't think that helped. I think that's actually like, <laughs> I was like, this movie probably isn't like as bad as I'm making it out to be. But we did just watch one of the best Scooby Doo movies so mm-hmm. far, so this is pretty bad. Yeah. <sighs> Scoob can only be better than this. Oh gosh, I hope so. We don't. It can. I'm crossing my fingers and saying it can only go up from here. <laughs> Here's huh? hoping. Uh, we've all, oh. Here's looking at you, kid. Mm. Kind of worried about the next one, considering how bad this one was. You know, yeah, we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. Um, are we in plugs now? Is this plug time? We might be in Plug City. Okay. Um, so, Janine, Locke, hmm. welcome to the Plug Zone. <laughs> plug your stuff. You can be able to find my Twitter at YamsLock. <laughs> and that's mostly where I, I just post up my, my just me talking and also just Posting up some art of of my characters. Um, If you want to see more refined stuff where things are actually being long-term painted for, like, hours, there is misslockarts.tumblr.com. That's where you can find the more refined stuff. (laughs) I am at Janine Juliet on Twitter. You can be able to find me talk about things that might not be safe for kids so if you are under 18 don't interact actually if you're under 23 don't interact oh yeah same um you can be able to find uh my more family friendly uh form on the podcast my favorite pokemon that is a podcast where we sit down with a cool trainer to talk about their favorite pokemon you can find that on twitter at my favorite pokemon that is favorite spelled without the u because we are american and that is Pokemon spelled P-K-M-N. <laughs> now, does that end have the mark over the top? No. Okay. <laughs> and that can be found wherever podcasts can be found. I'm also the host of Down to Friend, a podcast where I sit down with a cool person, find out a little bit more about them. I swear it's not dead. It's just taking like a brief hiatus so I can be able to let the Pokemon podcast just get um to where it should be. Mm-hmm. As it's a it's a growing baby. Yes. Speaking of which, both of us will have been on that by the time this comes yeah. out. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Yes, uh Cassidy, I do believe that you talked about uh fat baby. Yes. Oh, fat baby. Dunsparce. And I do believe Lava, our episode, is going to be talking in depth about a fat BB. Uh, feelings. A fat <laughs> BB. <laughs> yes, Incredible. it is. Incredible. <laughs> uh, uh, yes, I'm very excited. I can't wait. I have. I already have so many things to talk about with that <laughs> one. Um. Also, by the time. Oh, actually, you know what? Before I start plugging our stuff. 
I realized I stopped doing this at some point, so I'm going to do it again. What's something that you want to plug that you're not involved with? If watch Laura, watch Laura, uh, like read, read Laura Olympus on Webtoon. If you want to have a, if you want to have yourself, uh, being reintroduced to the legend of the love between Persephone and Hades and a more modern retelling, this is a great one. This is a great, great comic to read. <laughs> oh my goodness. I have adored every single uh, page of it. And it really does, it really does draw up some concerning situations for, you know, being, you know, small time girl in a big, in a big city environment. It touches up on a, a few things that I absolutely love uh, on how it has been touched. So I recommend it. I highly recommend it. It's really much, it's pretty much meant for, uh, Older teens, older teens to, to adults, read, read mm. age group. So yeah, I recommend that. Go read it. It's great. I love it. <laughs> and um, I would say that um, recently I was uh, playing a tabletop game with uh, cyberpunk themes. And for background music, I used uh, music from the artist Eyeshadow 2600 FM. Um it is created by a uh, trans woman who is very good at making uh, very good uh, cyberpunky kind of music or music that's kind of like a little bit more horror-inspired EDM. Uh, so I definitely would recommend that you stream them wherever you do can stream them or if you can purchase their stuff on Bandcamp. That is eyeshadow2600FM. Support very trans cool. artists. Yes, do that. Do that thing. Support trans people, period. Yeah. yeah. Give us money. <laughs> Speaking of giving people your money, it's time for our plugs. Um, But not that part yet, because I'm going to just plug my own stuff yet first. You can find me on Twitter at Madlobotanist. That's M-A-D-L-O-B-O-T-A-N-I-S-T. I think I spelled that right. I sort of zoned out in the middle there. <laughs> uh, if not, I'll just correct myself now. Um, I tweet stuff. Let me check my Twitter. What did I tweet recently? Um, did you tweet about your pain? Pinball. I said this was going to be a rough one. Um, I also, I did tweet out a poll asking, I'll ask you this now. If you had to choose, would you say that the player in pinball is the flippers or the ball? Flippers. I I did uh, flippers. Did you miss the question? I don't understand it. (laughs) In, In pinball... What are you playing as, the ball or the flippers? Because, like, in Mario, you're playing as Mario or Luigi if you're me. Um, but in pinball, are you playing oh, as the, playing flippers? the flippers? Mm, okay, but you only get points if the ball touches the stuff and you lose lives when the ball dies. You're still controlling the flippers, though. The flippers are you're, failing. You're manipulating the ball for the flippers for that. 
So if you just, if no one is controlling the flippers, the ball still dies. Hmm. So you're I, controlling the I'm flippers. basing this mostly off of the dynamic between flippers and balls that is presented inside of the very classic and like 100% oh the pinball game considered by many experts. Oh. That is the Adams Family pinball. Oh yeah, I've heard about that. See, I personally prefer Black Knight 2000. Um, because it has such wonderful quotes as "Give me your money." <laughs> I just played whatever was at the pub at the time. <laughs> I forgot what it was. I, I think, feel like I don't even know you anymore. I think it was. I think it was House. I think it was Dawn of the Dead. I've mostly been doing uh, retweets lately, huh? I uh, my experience with pinball has been the 3D pinball for Windows Space Cadet. Yeah, that's a good one. That one you play a space mm-hmm. cadet, no question. <laughs> um, I do want to mention before we leave, because I'm looking at my Twitter account now, we somehow managed to avoid talking about uh, Freddie Prince Jr. in this episode, um, who went on a rant about the seduction of Anakin. Well, what can I say? I tried. Skywalker by the coward Sheev Palpatine. <laughs> Wait, is the episode over? No. I oh. I was reading a quote verbatim, so I had to do the curse. Okay. <laughs> it uh, just kind of like threw us for a loop for a second. <laughs> Look, he does a lot of swearing in that video clip. Uh, but it's a good video clip also because he points out, because he worked on Star Wars stuff, um, about how the Force isn't just like good guys bad guys the force is the force of storytelling hmm. that determines who wins and loses we're um, gonna hear a lot of patrick warburton on this episode aren't we <laughs> only on my stuff i've i'll have to get new you kinda, actually you kind of hit it a few times this episode yeah i know i got some fresh quotes to use though i have access to the entirety of mystery incorporated <laughs> Maybe I'll even throw in, like, a The Tick quote, just to mess with people. <laughs> Speaking of which, who do you want me to use for y'all? Because last time we used Google School characters, and I wasn't sure if you wanted to keep using those. Yes. Okay. Fantastic. That's the quote. That's the I, one. We're getting really distracted over yep. here, huh? We really are. We just You like, can find me on Twitter at LavaBees, L-A-V-A-B-E-E-S. I don't do much. I am a platypus. <laughs> I also have a couple of other podcasts, such as Free Cure Podcast Engage, which I do with Charlie, where we talk about the entire Pretty Cure franchise, and also Ben 10. We'll get to another Ben 10 episode soon, I promise. We've talked about it. I also do Hey, Let's Talk About It, which has got a running joke of not being worked on, but after I finish getting all these other irons out of the fire... It's coming out too. Um, you can find this show on Twitter at Kids and Their Dog. Uh, we have our archive over at kidsandtheirdog.wordpress.com. If you ever need help finding an episode, it'll be there for sure. If it's not somehow, tweet at me. Um, you can also give us your money at patreon.com slash kidsandtheirdog, where you can get a shout out like. 
Let me just double check to make sure it's all the same people. Actually, no, we do have a new person. I believe. Yes, like Tess. Thank you, Tess. Or Tanner. <laughs> Thank you, Tanner. And James. Thanks, James. And Crash. Thank you, Crash. And Charlie. Thank you, Charlie. And Andrew. Thank you, Andrew. Um, if you pay us $1 a month through Patreon, you will get a shout out just like that. Sometimes a little different. It's never for sure the same <laughs> thing. Um, if you give us $5 or more per month, you get bonus episodes, such as other podcasts where we've talked about Scooby-Doo. Or not Scooby-Doo, Pokemon. We talk about Scooby-Doo all the time. Except for maybe once. Um, if you pay us $35 or more a month, I'll send you a CD with episodes on it. No one's done that yet. Uh, if you... As a collective group, support us to the $50 a month or more level. We will be doing more bonus podcasts on the actual cartoon series. I say starting with 13 Ghosts, I think at this point we're a little flexible. Mm. Um, at $100 or more a month, we'll start Kids in Their Dice, a monthly actual play bonus podcast. Speaking of, last month, I put out the character creation episode. We finally recorded the rest of it, and you'll have probably heard at least the first episode by the time this comes out. Surprise! <laughs> Future Cassidy here. It's not out yet, but I have it editing. Soon. Sorry. think that's it for plugs for all of us. Um, anyone else have anything to say? I want to say... Um, if you're listening somewhere up there, Rip, I don't blame you for what you did in this cartoon. <laughs> and thank you for being in Wayne's World, too. And so next month, we will be watching Aloha Scooby-Doo going tropical for the holiday season. So, until next month, they would have gotten away with it, too. If it weren't for us meddling kids. And their dumb dog, too. Menagia. What? Right, and which part's the skeleton part? The skeleton part. What, you mean like skeleton inside him? Like saying, ooh, skin man. Ooh.